0: You guys want to introduce yourselves before I do my little... It's a it's a short monologue this time, I promise. Sure. Hi, my name's Asa. I'm the DM. I play every single person in this campaign other than the characters. Player characters. Hi, Asa.
1: Hi, my name is Hattie
0: Log.
2: Is that all you're going to say?
1: I mean, I can play my drums for you if you'd like. It's really all that I'm good at, Unless you want me to kill somebody. That's pretty much the only two things I'm good at.
3: Hi, I'm Josh. I will be playing... Arava tonight. He is a sun soul monk lizard folk.
2: Hi, I'm Francesca. I'm playing theme. Um I'm here for all of your fencing and spying.
4: I am Randy. I am playing Hitch tonight. Hitch McScoley. He's a city watch guard who's not very good at his job and after getting drunk one night mistakenly made a pact with the fiend and now he has warlock powers that he's not sure how to use do you also
1: secretly set up men with their love interests and then fall in love with somebody that's trying to write a story about you in a worldwide newspaper yes it only happened once though
0: you guys are going to start in the medium-sized town of master's point yep master's point is a huge um shipping Town, They they do a lot of business through their port. Um, Very, very important for the land overall. Uh, The current Jarl is a a human man uh, named Ged Haranis. The Thane has yet to be appointed um, since the last electoral cycle. This is, uh, for all of you guys, about seven, seven and a half years ago, uh, current time. Oh. Uh, All right, so months of steady work. Has led you all to this point, you four are considered to be the most hireable single-contract workers in Master's Point. You have served the nobility, you've been assistants to the working class, and you have protected the poor from thugs. You all keep your own biases, but the creed of your company has always been to follow your gut. Most recently, you've been hired by a mysterious man, and his contract is simple. Help him move his arcane machine from his summer home to a storage location within Master's Point. The way he phrased it, this device has attracted some unwanted attention, and he wants it moved discreetly. You find yourselves in a small tavern room um, with the device set up near some bay doors. Um, he, this man, uh, he's cloaked in these uh, kind of these really resplendently uh, dark red robes, um, and he's explaining his machine and and how he's made this huge breakthrough with it and. I guess we'll just kind of start in media res. Uh, he He's the only person in the room with you at the time. So, if you, if you understand how the arcane flows through this, you'll see that, really, it could be used for all kinds of things. I, I intend to set it up and, and pitch it to the Jarl to use it in the docks sometime. I think that could help make trade a lot more lucrative through here. It could bring a lot more people through here. What do you all think? I'm curious. So what exactly does this thing do? Magic, um, magic what now? Well, I haven't come up with a snappy name for it, but best I can say is it's, it's like a, a focus point for arcane energies. You can use it, you can put all kinds of spells through it, you can ask it to do spells, it's as close as I've come to creating something that's sentient, other than, you know, if you I don't know how you all feel about them, but those warforged used to be just objects at one point in time, and, you know, they they were used for something much different, and this is not for that. Of course, of course. I hope for it to be the sliced bread of magic, if you will. And it's a funny joke.
3: That was metaphor.
0: Yes, yes, it was metaphor.
2: So, this thing focuses and magnifies arcane things how is that what am i getting that right yes in
0: in essence yes that is correct uh i don't know if i would put it so simply but yes in layman's terms that would be what it is something it, it, it's intended to help people who aren't maybe the greatest with their magical abilities and and be an aid to them and and Hopefully be a boon to the trading industry where you know if if people who can't normally afford many deckhands to move something onto a boat or whatever Can use this device to just magic it on you know You don't want all your wizards running around burning their spell slots So you can see my concern with wanting to move it discreetly something something as important as this Something that could change the future of this town is uh, is much too important to just let travel in the open and and I really don't want it to be Destroyed or stolen out from under me. That's why I've come to you
2: Do you feel like someone's after it particularly or is this just a general concern?
0: A man in my trade has made many enemies over time. It's just part of part of doing business and and being successful at it
2: Has anybody, have you told anybody about this machine? Uh,
0: A few colleagues here and there people I'm I suspect that there's more than one person who could put together exactly what it is I've been doing, if they've listened closely enough to my questions and, and, and th- advice that they've given to me that I've asked for.
2: Are these colleagues from a specific place or organization?
0: I'm all over, but I studied at Lore Temple, so many of my connections come through there.
3: There are many other bakers of magic.
0: Do you want to use this to do baking? Is that what you, I could probably do that. Fact, I think there's a dial right here. And he leans over and, like, he fiddles with this dial that's got all kinds of different, like, uh, tasks written on it. And he's like, flips it to one that says baking. Yeah, yes, that should do it. Have you heard of pigs in a blanket? Because I could totally eat right now. Where, where, where I come from, we call the muskrats in a yurt, but yes, yes, same idea.
3: Why would you
4: eat blankets or yurts? It's another one of the metaphors.
2: Um what does it take to run this machine? Like what what's its fuel source? Uh the fuel
0: sources mainly comes from the caster themselves. Uh, they they power the machine. It does require some attenuation with crystals it requires, um, occasionally, depending for, for prolonged tasks, it may require an, a separate power source in the form of an arcane core, which could be found somewhere in, like, the capital of Ebonhearth or, or something like that.
2: How long have you been working on this?
0: This is my life's work, right here. This is everything that I've worked towards since I have been an artificer. And how far do we have to take this thing? Well, it's not necessarily how far, it's how you're going to get it there.
2: How big is it?
0: So you're looking at this thing, and uh, it's probably, well, it's probably as, as big as like a Harley Davidson motorcycle to use, you know, real life terms. Uh, you, as you can see, it's the size of a small
3: horse. Can we not simply place it in a wagon?
0: The wagon is covered, and and you're sure you can. My my concern is that when you go to move it, that it's not getting it there. I, or rather, it is getting it there. That's the problem. The roads are probably fine, and your your route isn't that long. But I don't know how much anybody else knows, and I don't want people stealing this. I have one thing that can aid. The device puts out a, a very strong signal, uh, in you know into the arcane flux. And I can help dampen that signal, especially since you four are going to be working around this so closely, I have, I have uh, a, a potion I can I can spray upon you to to help dampen those waves, and hopefully anyone who's watching will be confused or, or, or thrown off the, the scent, as it were. They'll lose the trail. and he he pulls out a couple little canisters uh, of like this glowing white like liquid, um, and he, he attaches it to a little device that looks like it, it can be used like as a spray nozzle.
3: Why apply this to us when it is the machine that creates this signal? Well, as I've
0: already stated, the machine uses the the people and the things around it to power itself. And so, with you working so closely with it, and specifically with you touching it at times, I'm afraid that you might amplify the signal prematurely.
4: So this will help dampen the signal, but is there any way you could uh, maybe... Amplify the signal on something something else, maybe like a fake signal we could we could use?
0: I suppose it's possible. You you're talking create a distraction?
4: Yeah, a diversion, a decoy or something like that.
0: I will have to look into that. Um give me a give me a few hours and I think I can I can look into that. I I, I feel this is safe. This room is safe right now. I've coded everything with the the stampening material here. Uh, so I, I think that it's safe in this room for now. I'll go look into this diversion. I, I may have to construct a new, a new device, but I think that could be done.
4: Yeah. You know, it might help throw some people off the scent of the real one is all I'm saying.
0: Um, there's a, another man wearing red robes who pokes his head into the room and motions. Uh, and the, the man says, uh, I'll get on that. Do you have any more questions for me? I, I need to, I need to get going. I'll be back in a little bit, but I'll, I'll leave you to your devices for now. Do you have any other questions for me?
4: Did you actually say where we're taking it?
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so he gives you he gives you a map that and this is this is where having a cool map would have been really killer, but it's basically you're just going like uh about 12 blocks across town. Um there's like a a series of storage d- like units and stuff. Um but he's he's given you um a specific storage unit number and then has given you some instructions on um once you get there that it looks like it's maybe a a storage unit that isn't listed on the regular uh map there at the at the location as a place to kind of hold it hey uh by the way, did you mention how heavy this thing is? There's ways that you can make it lighter, and part of that is uh like I said the machine is powered by you, so as long as you Think positively about it. Maybe, maybe that would help. I, I don't know. Uh, when I was constructing it, all the raw materials weighed somewhere roughly about the the weight of a small horse, really. So, fairly heavy, but not not undoable for at least the four of you. I mean, it looks like you could probably carry this whole thing yourself.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Like, um, I think I can just take this down the street for you. I'll just be back in a couple hours, so.
0: Oh, okay, yes, but if you get attacked, you're going to drop it, and you're going to break it, and that's what, exactly what I want to avoid. No, I'm
1: pretty sure I got this. I'm, I'm pretty well-liked around town. I'll just be back in a couple hours, and then I just move to pick it up.
0: I uh, a, a little help, oh, no. maybe? No,
1: Tr- Trust me, I got it, guys, so I'll be back in a little bit. See you.
2: Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh Lord, um, oh please, no. Hattie, let's let's wait on that. Let's uh find a safe way to transport that. Is that okay, Hattie?
1: Oh, okay. Right. I got you Forgot to mention, um my guy's kind of an idiot. He doesn't he's not really that smart. But he's big, I'm gathering. What what uh race is he? Uh he's
4: a Goliath. So you guys got a, a better plan to take it over there?
2: I have zero plans. Should we carry it? Should we, like, get a horse-drawn carriage or some sort can, of, like, hand cart?
1: We can dress it up like my cousin. I mean, everybody around town sees him drunk all the time and I have to carry him home.
2: How would we dress him like your cousin?
1: I mean, he's a little bit bigger than this thing anyways, so we just kind of paint him, like, a little bit gray and had a little bit of hair. <laughs> I mean, he has hair. I'm I'm bald.
2: Um, I don't know how much this. It's a box, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a big metal engine-looking thing, like set on a on a wooden slab, Um, and there is a a wooden box that can go over the top of
2: it. Yeah, I don't think this box is going to look like your cousin very much, Hattie Log. What do you guys think? How do you want to transport it?
4: I think we need some sort of secure wagon. Hopefully, something maybe armored or some metal. Maybe some horses to pull it through, but. What kind of budget are we working with here?
0: He's given you guys 500 gold um, as like a prepayment, with another promise thousand at the end of it all.
4: 500 each, or a thousand each, or total?
0: He's given you a 500 gold deposit, with promise of a thousand gold each at the end of the contract.
4: Okay, so we got 500 gold. We can think we could get a. Is that enough to get a wagon and a, a horse or something? I don't even know.
1: Um, I can go across the street. Um, there's some, uh, merchants over there that like to come listen to me play the drums and they'll probably just let me borrow it. That'd be great. Do you want me to go with you? Where you got it? Uh, do you play any instruments? I mean, I, I have my drums here and pretty much once I get going, they, uh, start buying me drinks and kind of do whatever I want. I play, uh, generally I just cover a bunch of Queen songs, sometimes Meat Loaf, you know, if I'm really feeling the deep ballads. Well, I don't play any instruments, but, uh...
4: I don't know. Go if you need me to.
2: Maybe, Hitch, you can help negotiate instead of getting drinks, getting a wagon.
1: Yeah, man. So you sound like you might, might have some vocals, too. You want to sting.
4: You would need those drinks first before that happens. What else do you um, do you think we'd need? Something to cover it, maybe? Just wood or some sort of tarp? Or...
2: Well, it has the box to go in on top of it, right? So we'd want probably a little more camouflage so maybe like a cover or maybe some other goods to put on top of it to disguise it
1: well they transport pigs and typically they smell pretty bad so their wagons probably smell pretty bad so if we carried some of their pigs for them and then took them off like they might just let us take those and then anybody that's coming by is not going to mess with them i mean they smell like crap
2: i feel like this is fragile so we don't want live animals jostling it about right
4: what worries me too is that uh arcane
1: uh, energy coming off it more than the scent well if those pigs started to fly just imagine all the things that people would end up having to do i mean how often do you hear i would only do that if pigs fly that would be a great distraction that's for sure a little
4: diversion
2: so i feel like we need something to cover it and then we need to use that spray to cover that as well, so that kind of, like, dampens the um, signal it's giving off. What do you guys think?
4: Yeah, since it's a good start. Sounds reasonable.
2: Okay, I feel like someone should stay and guard this, or maybe two people? Like, we, should we split up? Should we try and move it closer to the marketplace? How should we start arranging things?
4: He did say this room it's in is pretty secure. He warded all the Corners and walls of it, so we could probably go together if we want.
2: So we, you're saying we should leave it, and then I'll go across to the marketplace.
4: Yeah, I think it'll be fine by itself in here. He said he secured the walls.
3: It's like a wagon only costs 35 gold.
2: All right, so is everyone in agreement that we can leave the magic machine here?
0: Wait, that thing's magic?
2: Yes, it helps with magic.
0: You go to the marketplace. Uh, what are you looking for exactly? Are you looking for to rent a wagon? Is that
2: what you're doing? Yes, we're renting a wagon. Or a Hattie, wait, what was his name? Hattie Lug is going to play his drums to attract his wagoneer friends. What do you guys want to do?
4: I think some other uh, supplies to kind of hide it too was a good idea. So it's not just a magic box sitting on a wagon.
2: Right, I agree. And it'd be stuff that we would want to use that
0: with as well okay well you guys step into the marketplace um i'll just kind of while you decide exactly what you want to do you walk up um and as you're approaching you can hear all of the different like shop barkers you know talking step right up step right up and then there's other people who's like sugar dates and pistachios and you see a street rat no um so you walk in and it's uh it's pretty chaotic there's a lot going on here lots of people it's very very crowded it's pretty easy to spot like the, the horse where you could rent a wagon. Uh, it's very easy to spot that. You also spot at least two general goods stores as well as a couple like market kiosks where you could probably get different supplies if you needed something to camouflage it. And also there's a good spot, good open spot, uh, where it looks like people like street buskers and things will go to set up to do things like play their lutes or harps or whatever um, and it would be a perfect spot if you wanted Hadalog to go play your drums.
4: Hadalog, do you want to play some drums? There's a nice little spot over there. We can go get the wagon if you want.
1: I'm always down to play some sweet tunes, and I see my buddy Warren Buffet over there, so he probably will come over and hang out and listen for a little bit. We could probably get some stuff out of him.
3: Is, uh, is that something I could reasonably assist with? I have a drum as well.
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Go ahead and roll a performance check and roll it with advantage if Arava is helping you. Okay, with (laughs) with a 15 performance check, I'm trying to... You said you're going to try to lure out your buddy Warren Buffet and your cart people. You definitely, like, with a a performance of 15, like, there's definitely some people who stop and listen to your drum thing. What kind of song are you playing?
3: this song
4: does the performance uh role do anything like get us a sweet discount or something
0: uh so let's see what is hitch doing right at this moment are you talking to uh, at the goods store or are you over trying to barter for a wagon
4: um i think he's over by the wagon ready to listen to some sweet drum music
0: so you start playing your sweet beat uh i'm you call it Instead of the sticks, you call it the Acheron. Uh, you see that there's a guy, approaches. it's not Warren Buffet. Um, we'll say he is called Beth Jezos, walks up. <laughs> and he's all like, he's like, hey, there's some sweet Acheron you're playing, man. That's my favorite group. You, you ever get to see that when they played up in the Cloud Henge? Cloud Dome! I was so sick!
1: Yeah, man, I'm surprised you got that. That's what I was trying to, you know, bring within me when I was playing those sweet tunes, bro.
0: Yeah, cool. Hey, you're a friend of, uh, of, uh, buffets, right? Yeah?
1: Yeah, we get some drinks every once in a while. Just try to hang out. Get chill vibes.
0: Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, listen, you wanna, like... I've got a this free spot over at one of my nine taverns that I own just in this city. Do you want to like come play at one of them tonight? Cause like you would be, you would be awesome.
1: Yeah, man, that sounds totally chill. Let's let's do it.
0: Hey, Eddie, hey, remember we got that
4: that thing we're doing first? Remember that? Uh, we do that what thing first. Thing?
0: What's, that sounds cool. What's that all about?
4: Yeah, well, we just have to um, deliver some food to my my auntie. She's in her 90s and she needs some food and um she likes her pigs live so we have to deliver some live pigs to her unfortunately our wagon broke so the sooner we get a wagon and get that stuff delivered the sooner he could be back at your bar playing music for your for you and your folks um so we're just in a tight spot so i just need someone to help us out but.
0: oh man i'm really sorry to hear about your auntie is is she on the elf side of you or the human side of you
4: the human side.
1: Hey man, we don't we don't see race around here, man. Come on.
0: All right, that that you know that's fair. That's fair. You got me there. Wait
4: up, uh, Beth. You don't have any, haven't have any wagons we can borrow, do you?
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I. I that's yeah. That's uh. Hang on. Let me, let me check. And he pulls out a little um, black stone that he's wearing around his neck, and he like, um, you see him turn something like a little dial on the back of it, and he starts talking into it. He's like, Hey, here. Anyone got a free wagon right now? And then you hear uh, a little uh voice come back. It's kind of quiet, but like he's he's nodding like he can hear it pretty well, uh, but you you hear some voice that's like uh yeah, the the Ra- Amazon Prime carts just came back in. <laughs> <laughs> the Ram- amazing amazing primo carts just came back in from their their deliver their one-day deliveries and uh yeah, we got we have a couple free carts. Do you need one? And he's like, "Yeah, man. Uh this guy's got a he's got like a dog that needs to eat or something. And they like pigs and, and there's a sick drummer, dude. You should have heard this drummer. He was so sick. I'm going to I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to bring him in tonight to uh some I don't know a rich person's hotel that I would be able to make a joke about, but it's that one.
2: Rumper towers bring them into the number
0: one tower the winning winning tower um except it's not a tower because it's
2: greater
0: (laughs) yeah i'm 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 trying to trying to book them for tonight since grave doll had to cancel on us and the guy's like oh man that sucks i hope we can get to hear that drummer yeah man you gotta just give me a cart and we'll, we'll get this taken care of and then he looks back at you guys, and he's like, "Yeah, so cool. I got a cart coming for you guys. We'll get your, we'll get your aunt, her, your aunt. Yeah, your aunt. Sorry. Hey. Oh. And he picks up the stone. Sorry, it's not a dog. It's a, it's a guy's aunt needs to see something. He comes back. He's like, "Yeah, right. Sorry, your aunt. Um, we'll get her her pig. And in fact, I might even have. And he gets on the stone, and he's like, "Hey, does anyone have any live pigs we can? Do? And starts bartering with someone about getting a live pig. And, and basically, it sounds like now he's setting up a whole thing and he's like hey man we'll get your auntie and and we'll we'll just bring everybody to the tower and that way we can watch a sweet performance
4: dude that'd be awesome you're the best
2: Uh, yeah yeah i i think we should leave your auntie at home isn't she kind of sick
4: um, yeah, well, we'll deliver the stuff to her and visit her. But yeah, we probably won't take her to the concert. The sweet drums that are coming up later, remember?
0: Yeah, we don't we don't want her face to melt with how sick that drum solo was. Uh, okay, yeah, so he's he's assuring you that he's got a cart on the way. It'll be here in, in just a few minutes.
1: Hey, thanks, man. I hope, hope the rest of your day is cool beans. Hey, do you guys smell that? That totally smells like pigs in the blanket. I'll be right back.
2: Don't go too far.
0: Okay. He goes too far.
2: Oh no. We gotta go get a hattie log. Hattie Log, come back. What? Come back over here now that you have your pigs in a blanket.
3: A okay. hey, uh, Josh rolled Perception, by the way. Oh, that was just to see if I could smell that. Smell that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, what's what's next for you for you wackos?
2: Okay, so are we going do you guys think we need more stuff to disguise what is in our wagon? I think so, because if it's just a pig um, having something like over the container would be good, so that we could spray it with the spray stuff, like
3: a blanket to go with mm-hmm. the pig.
2: Yeah, like a blanket, some tapestries.
3: So we'll hide it behind pigs and a blanket.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So let's go over to the people who are selling blankets.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a, sh- a kiosk. Right there, kind of near, very nearby. They're selling rugs and blankets and tapestries flags and things like that. We'll say there's a tiefling woman. They're behind the stall. And she looks at you as you walk up, and, and she cracks this really broad smile. She's actually got, um, for a tiefling, she's got very, um, blue skin. Uh, not like, not like blue as the sea, but definitely not, like, red like you're used to seeing many tieflings have. Um, and she cracks a big smile at you, uh... And she's like, hello, how, how can I help you with my blankets today?
1: Hattie leans in. Hey, uh, what's up, hap- what's happening, babe?
0: No, no, I'm just selling blankets. Do you like blankets? I sell blankets and rugs. I sell many oh, rugs. We
1: could, uh, lay down a couple of those rugs and throw a blanket over us.
0: No, no, that's okay. I
2: don't need a picnic right now. I'm trying to work. Do you want to buy a blanket?
0: This is really annoying. I'm going to change this character voice. I'm sorry.
2: I really liked the Mrs. Doubtfire vibe you were going with. So do you have, um, some business? Do you need something
0: from me? I make all these by hand.
2: Yeah, um, could we get a couple of blankets from you? Do you offer any wholesale deals or anything like that?
0: Of course, of course. I sell all kinds of place blankets. And rugs for the businesses that need non-static
4: blankets for their work so they don't get electric shocks every time that they touch something metal.
1: Oh,
0: there you <laughs> so go. I'm saying that is a personal grievance against Aramark, who got rid of our non-static rugs, and I get shocked every time I walk into our laboratory.
2: How much do your blankets cost?
0: Uh, given that I don't really have a... I'm not really concerned about you guys spending money. You have enough money to get the blankets that you need. This is a one-shot after all. I'm not worried about you guys hoarding gold and then, like, saving up and destroying something later.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll take some of those blankets.
0: Do you want anything special? I made all of them by hand. And she starts flipping through a bunch of different blankets to show you the different patterns on them. There's a lot of really, like, gorgeous ones. They look like... uh, Some that look like fractals. There's some that look like um, lots of geometrical shapes. She's really good at those. So there's definitely some. There's one that absolutely looks like a D20. We'll
2: take that blanket and we'll take any other blankets that are very vibrant.
0: Oh, yeah. She's got a whole stack of like really colorful, bright oranges and yellows and, and reds and like these... Cyan colors and everything that catches the eye. So much for being discreet.
2: I feel like a good distraction. Or do you guys want some more toned down ones? What do you think?
4: No, no, no. Get the bright ones. It's fine.
2: I mean, <laughs> I may need them for my house later.
4: You could use them when we're done with
0: this mission.
2: All right. Well, let us up with some blankets.
0: Yeah. She she helps you get a whole bunch of blankets. And Around this time is when Beth Jezos's, uh cart rolls around. Um, and he directs it over to you guys and you guys get it all loaded up. And he's like, cool. So, um, wait, yeah, cool. So, uh, where's like the the pig, man? We got to go get the pig.
2: I thought you were bringing the pig.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And he like opens a compartment. He's like, there's there's a pig in there. And he's like, just, I, it's just just, kidding. I got a pig. And the whole dinner, it's all set up. It's ready to go.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Beth.
1: <laughs> Howdy Log uh, starts laughing and goes for a high five. Hey, thanks, bro. You know, you're like super helping us out with this. Really appreciate it. I'll make sure to really jam out tonight.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Where are we going next? And he, he jumps up on the wagon.
1: Well, we're totally going to go deliver this. And someone's got to cut him off because he's about to tell the whole thing that's happening.
2: Oh, we're just going to take this to his aunt. She's a little sick. so Or his aunt, sorry um she's a little sick so we don't want to like bring too many people around but thank you for all of your help and we'll make sure to get your cart back here safely
4: plus who's gonna set up for the concert tonight
0: if you go with us oh i got lots of people to do that man and he 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 reaches into his pocket and he brings out an entire like giant key ring full of stones of far speech (laughs) he's like yeah, this is like direct lines to all my people, man. I can just call him whenever I need something. So is it totally bad
1: if we actually brought this guy with us? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Come on, let's just bring him with us. Hey, can't, can't, can't he just come with us? Like, like let's just bring him along. Like, we can b- grab a few more brewskis and let's have some fun.
2: Let's make sure the whole crew is okay with it. Arava and Hitch, what do you guys think?
3: He will be a bird in the rain. I have no problems. It is n- metaphor.
2: What? <laughs> what are you saying, Arabas? Just say it out right.
4: He can come.
2: Kurt, what do you think?
4: Yeah, if everyone else is fine with it, so then, then let's do it.
2: All right, Beth, you're coming along, but we have something to tell you when we get to our first stop.
4: We have another uh, package to deliver, my aunt. We gotta stop and get that first, is what she's trying to say.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Whatever you guys need. Just, like, I'm just, like, so stoked. I'm just so stoked to have this drummer tonight, you know?
1: Hey, uh, do you think you could get one of your guys to bring us some alcohol before we head out so we got enough drinks? Like, we gotta get a good day buzz going on.
0: You said alcohol, and he was already pulling out his keychain of Stones of far no, no, speech no. and...
2: No, uh, let's put those away for right now. We're gonna wait to party until later.
0: Howdy, log. I already, I, already, I just pushed a button. I got this. It's a special fast button. I just it. Oh my pushed god! It are you it brings serious? me alcohol, and then uh, there's like three Arakocra swoop down from the sky, and they land and hand you all like this giant bag of bottles, like bottles of uh, grain alcohol. <laughs> yeah, hey, to us. And he, Beth Jezos grabs one and he cracks it open and just takes a giant swig of it. And then passes it to uh, to Fien. I'm
2: not going to drink that right now.
0: Oh, that's all right. I'll take this. And he finishes
1: it off in like one gulp.
0: <laughs> he just drinks the whole thing in one go.
2: Good job, Hattie Log. So we're going to go pick up our other box real quick. Let's head across the street and let's not have someone who's drinking drive.
1: As Hattie Log was like picking up one of the other yolks next to the horse and was about to pull. Wait, I, I I got this, or should I wait and back?
2: Let's have you wait and back, and make sure that nobody's following us.
0: And he puts the yoke back on the horse. Yeah, you guys go back into the tavern. We'll say it's been about like two, you know, two hours since you guys looked around the market and everything, and watched Hadalog play. Um, so you walk back, uh, and you walk into the room with the device. Um, and you it's still like it's still there. Uh nobody is in the room other than you guys who walk in and you're in there kind of alone and Beth Jesus walks in, he's like, Whoa, sweet gear, man, what is that?
2: Um, it's just a shipment that his aunt wanted. Pitch's aunt really wants this device, so we're gonna take it to her.
1: I think it like helps her like breathe or something like that. I don't know. Some dude was in here talking about it before, but I totally can't remember what he was saying. That's exactly what it is. They call it a
4: ventilator. It's a hot commodity right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta take it to my aunt. That's all. No no big deal.
2: Alright, so let's get the box. We'll cover it up, and then we will put it onto the crate. And then we'll cover it with blankets, spray it with this special spray of thingy, and then we'll be good to go.
0: Sounds good. You guys need a hand? I'm pretty good with boxes. I have a whole warehouse full of them. Anyway, you guys go to put on the box, uh, the box top on this, on this device. Um, and while you're doing that, your patron walks in through the bay doors. He just kind of cracks them open and slips in real quick. Um, and he's like, good. I I see that you have a cart outside. That's good. That's good going. Uh, do you have anything you have? I'm assuming you have a plan and then he stops when he sees Beth Jezos and he's like, oh my god Is that wait a minute? Is that yeah, that's totally
1: me, man. I thought you would have recognized me before You know, I'm a pretty famous drummer around here It's alright. I-, I can give you an autograph and normally I make these autographs out to somebody. What's
0: your name? well all right, I've been hesitant to tell you because I'm also pretty well-known myself. My name's Yankin' Hank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Janks, Yankin', Hank.
4: Yeah, sounds right to me. He would never let us.
0: He's still looking between you guys and Beth Jezos, and, and you can tell that he's very concerned about the fact that there's this fifth person now here. And, and kind of while he's doing that, the door into the tavern cracks open again and that same other that other dude that you had seen before he like motions and uh yank and hank walks over to him and they talk for a brief moment and then um he takes something from the man and comes back and he's holding this this small little device about the size of like one of those mass market paperback novellas right it's about that size
2: this is our uh friend beth and he's helping us transport this he's Lending us
1: his cart. I see. Yeah, we need to get the food processor to my buddy's aunt. So
0: he's here to help us load it up. Well, I'm. This is concerning for a few reasons. Um. How you doing there, Beth? And, uh, Beth looks up and he's like, Doing. Doing, uh, pretty good, man. Nice device you got here. Yeah. And then, uh, Yank and Hank kind of. Smile, he he grimaces. He's like, Yeah, listen, I don't know how you got in here, Beth. Uh, he's my buddy. Everybody, roll insight for me, please. Oh my god, you guys,
4: (laughs) everything looks fine to me.
0: (laughs) Um, Arava, you notice that there's some real uncomfortable air between these two guys. Is my stupid running rubbing off
1: on literally everybody in the group?
0: <laughs> I think
1: it
3: is this the
0: worst <laughs> string of rolls I've ever seen. Two, ten, six, two, four.
3: I certainly noticed, but I'm not going to do anything about it.
0: Um, yeah, they're they're, they're staring each other down for a little while. <clears throat> oh yes, uh, Beth is my well, he's one of my top competitors. And Beth smiles. He's like, yeah, it was surprisingly easy to figure out how to get in here, man. Got to step up that security, yo.
2: Well, this took a turn for the worst.
3: Hey, Beth, you got any more of those drinks?
2: So Arava's doing a stealth check?
3: I figured I'd duck behind a box or table or around a corner or something.
0: Oh, wow. Arava's... Arava disappears. <laughs> um, in fact, everyone make per- everyone except for Arava make perception checks for me.
1: I'm just going to say that he fails his perception check regardless. Oh my god. Good to get all these rolls out in this one shot, I guess. So can we say that Hattie Logg perceives what he wants and that's grabbing another beer out of the bag?
0: I mean, yeah, if, if you're committed to the character like that, then yeah, absolutely. Like, he doesn't notice. Um, and neither do the other guys notice, uh, Arava ducking under, where, where is he hiding
3: exactly? Well, I, I don't really know the layout of the room, but if there's any, like, uh, boxes or pillars or anything that would manage a, uh, at a this point, point, you could be, be standing on the, the middle, uh, in the
1: middle of the room on the box and nobody would notice.
3: <laughs> Somewhere around behind where the guy who's not supposed to be here is standing. Let's say it's behind a crate or something
0: are you talking to to Beth oh yeah you did say Beth sorry yeah <clears throat> well you know I got people out and he pulls a giant key ring of um stones of far speech out and he's like I got people all over the place you know and uh it was on my list of things I'd like to do I never thought I'd actually be led into the room with them but you know
1: Hey, is that candy? And I go to reach for the stones of far speech. So at
0: the same time that you're going for the stones of far speech, the the door to the tavern bursts open, and uh, the other man uh, wearing the red robes actually like glides into the room very quickly and casts a a binding spell on Beth, who stunningly fails his save. So Beth gets bound by this other man who who rolls in, and um, and ties him up and. And says, uh, they they both turn to you, both Yank and Hank and and the other man. Okay, look, this was a pretty big breach of security already. I'm a little bit disappointed, but we're already packed up, and I don't have any other options at this point. I need you. Are you still willing to take this contract? We're going to let Beth go, I promise, but I can't let him know where it's going.
1: Hey, man, we uh, preach love, not hate around these parts.
2: We're fine with that, actually. Um, we'll just, you know, if we can, give Beth uh, some sort of spell, if one of you have arcane magics. If you can give him, like, some sort of mind-erasing spell or something, then we can uh, deliver him and have a concert with him later and leave him behind for now.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. That's um that's kind of my specialty is memory charms to an extent anyway. So that shouldn't be a problem. And um my my assistant Kitch here will uh will help guard him while while you're out.
4: And in our defense, never really spelled out those security procedures, you know. Maybe maybe this is on you a little bit from the beginning there, you know. Didn't give us a whole lot of, you know, to go by so little this is on you there
0: he waves his hands kind of dismissively and he's like look we'll get into specifics later i'm not i'm not going to worry about it right now i if all this is held together then i think we'll be fine
2: all right we won't have anybody else help us um we'll just load this up do you have more of that spray that we can take so that we can
0: oh yes in fact before we even open these bay doors uh, i need you all to um to it sprayed down, please. And he, he hands uh, each of you a little potion with a spray nozzle on.
2: Have these been checked if they have any, like, bad or ill effects?
0: I I use these all the time. In fact, I, and he takes, he takes a, a fifth one off the table and sprays it on himself. It's like, I, you know, I, if you need, like, proof that nothing's going to happen, here you go. It has that Prop 64 warning on the back. <laughs> <That big rhythm>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's a rabbit doing? <laughs>
2: Insight
0: five times. Is he looking at all the potions individually? Yep.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Except he uh, doesn't really have anything to go on, so there's not really any way he'd be able to tell anything's wrong with him anyway.
0: Yeah, there's like a, a slight glow coming from the the potions. Um, roll, I guess. Roll Arcana for me. Just roll one. Um, yeah, there's definitely a type of protective um, spell. Like you can, oh. you can sense. Uh, uh, what what school is that? Abjuration. Uh, there's like an abjuration spell. Um, definitely held within those potions.
3: Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what to make of that. Is this that spell
4: stabilizer? I've heard a lot about
3: this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Let's also get our blankets and spray those down as well.
1: So um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna grab, grab Jeff here and load him in the back of the cart. No.
0: No. Yeah, Beth is going to stay with me. Wait, what? Yeah. I will deliver Beth to the Rump Tower soon after. Is your friend Kitch coming with us? No, Kitch, Kitch is going to watch over Beth.
4: He sounds like a nice guy, like
0: Kitch. My fingers are hovering over the spells so I want to cast on him.
2: <laughs> Have the blankets, we spray them down.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're able to spray pretty much everything that you bought uh, down, including the machine, even. Um, to which. Uh, as you're, like, going for the inanimate objects, um, this is, like, when Yank and Hank is kind of like, eh, well, you don't really need to, oh, okay, okay.
4: Any chance you're able to uh, replicate the signal?
0: Create a decoy? Oh, yes. And he, like, looks back to the, the small device he was about to hand you guys before he saw Beth. Um, he's like, that's, that's what I came to tell you. It's this right here. This is actually, a... I was able to whip something up. This will put out a false signal. Um, and you just can take it, and you place it wherever you want, and it will put out a false signal, and I've actually... And he clicks a little button on it, and these little legs pop out of the bottom of it. He's like, and it will move, too. It's quite clever. So it's always a moving target. Now, there's a chance it may walk in tandem with the direction that you're going, but it is also set to go random directions, so hopefully it will change direction quickly and not follow you for too long if that happens
4: would you say it's small enough to be fed to a pig without being destroyed (laughs) i i applaud your ingenuity i'll tie it to the pig's belly i thought
2: the pig was coming in the cart with us
4: was there just one pig i thought there was a couple pigs all right here's what i'm thinking we strap this thing to the pig we send the pig in the opposite direction through the market and everything and then we go to the path that we need that way, it doesn't randomly follow us. Plus, we'll grease up the pig with some grease, so it'll be really hard to catch if they do find it.
0: Release three pigs and label them one, two, and four.
4: If anyone's tracking the magical signal, they'll definitely be led towards the, the pigs rather than us. There's got to be butter in this tavern or oil. Well, I just want to make sure this magical beacon doesn't end up following us. I want it to go the opposite direction. Maybe if we could catch a a bird big enough to carry it or, you know, cat or something that'd be fine too. Wait, this thing's magic?
2: Okay, I'll go with your pig idea, unless uh, Yank and Hank thinks that's a bad idea. What do you think?
0: Well, I mean I'm a little disappointed you won't be using the cool robot legs I put on the device, but I admit a pig is probably more effective, because even if it gets caught whoever catches it's going to take it in a direction probably not towards the storage area. Not really in a market area, not not really where there's a slaughterhouse or anything, even any farms or or housing there. It's very industrial and, and very developed, if you would call it that commercial. These are all terms that aren't don't exist in a fantasy world, but I'm using them anyway.
2: um is there a way do you think that we can put it on the pig so that it can't be taken off for a couple of hours? Like some sort of metal. Contraption or loct-
0: Do you mean to, like, spike it into the pig? Good no, God, lady.
2: No, I mean to, like, make it so they can't <laughs> just untie a rope and remove the device.
0: Oh, I see. Well, do you have any magical spells?
2: I don't. Does anybody else? Um,
1: I have this one magic trick my cousin taught me. Just let me grab my deck of cards real quick.
2: <laughs> Does anybody else? We need a spell, not a trick.
4: Yeah, I don't have the bind object to pig spell. Sorry.
2: Um, Arava, do you want to come out from behind that thing? Use a spell? Do you have any spells?
0: If you had any way to maybe talk to the pig, you'd tell it what you wanted. I have it... Rope. Yeah,
4: yeah, ever since that crazy night I have animals seem to just understand me. So don't worry <laughs> about that. But imagine uh, just attaching it to it.
2: Maybe we can attach it and use some really cool knots or something. In
3: the worst case, it becomes separate from the pig and wanders on its own.
4: Okay, let me let me let me try to talk to this pig. Ooh, ever since that night, these weird things have been happening. Okay, listen here, you little you cute little babe. You need to take this this cool thing we're attaching to you. Don't let oh, anybody take it go. off you, okay? Oh yeah, okay. We're gonna play. It. Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna tie it to you. But if anyone tries to untie it, you bite them and you kick them and you scratch them. And we're gonna play a game of hide and seek. You go hide as far away that way, and I point the opposite direction that we have to go. And uh, to make it even more fun, we're gonna put a little bit of this grease on you. And I, I grab the wheel of like the cart and take some of like the grease from the bearings there and kind of slide it all slide it all over him so he's nice and greasy. And then send him on his way. Godspeed, little pig. God
0: smell grease.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll hide and seek. Woo!
4: And he like sprints away. Well, now's our chance to go.
2: So we'll load this up onto the cart. the
0: The whole time, Yank and Hank and Kitch were like watching,
2: <laughs> watching Hitch
0: talk to this pig, and they're just standing there with like the most dumbfounded looks on their faces. And then uh, Kitch turns to Yank and Hank, and he goes, ah, "Druids," and like walks walks out of the room.
2: So. Beth Jezos is tied up and off to the side. Yes. I'm going to change into Beth Jezos and also um, take his clothes and give him other clothes discreetly.
1: You're going to fuck with Hattie Log's mind for the rest of the match.
3: Have we known each other long enough that that's not weird?
1: No, this is definitely weird.
0: This is actually, this is good. Yeah, Francesca, why don't you tell me, is this the first time you've ever done this in front of all these guys?
2: Yes. So I'm a changeling. it just happened at some point, and there used to not be. Um, but I think this will be a good distraction for this mission. So I'm sorry I didn't tell you guys before, but this is happening now.
1: All right, so we got a fake Wait, Beth with us. Jess right here, but Jess also standing over there.
2: So I'm Fiend, but you can call me Beth for now. Is that okay?
1: Well, yeah, you're Beth. So let's go.
4: I just realized how well I know these streets, so... Sarah's the best passage between two points for this uh trip we're about to take. I never thought my background would be so important. Yeah, who's gonna drive this thing? I would, but I've uh, as I'm saying this, I grab one of the beers from the back and crack it open. I had a beer. I started
3: drinking.
4: It. I
2: guess I think it's down to Arava and I. Arava, do you want to drive?
3: I don't have like handle animal or anything like that, but. I will drive the car.
0: I want you to make a perception check, uh, and I need I need one of you guys to roll a per- oh, performance shit. check of some kind. What is well, what how game shitty how is, rolls. What's your plan? Wow. <laughs> what's your plan for... Well, let's stop my thought process dead. We're not getting to wherever we're going. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> this is the game of shitty rolls.
0: You want to get your cart all the way across town to Hank's Yankin Storage Services. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you are pulling away, Yank and Hank leans out and, and kind of shouts off to you. And he's like, "Goes, for, remember the number seven.
3: Remember the number se- Yeah, And specifically, you are
0: your instructions for when you get to the storage area. You're looking for room number 64. And you are told to remove the throw rug from the center of the floor. Okay. So, right. Arava roll the number five perception.
3: Well, I rolled a number one.
0: <laughs> you roll the number one with the plus four. Who? What? What are you guys doing to keep this cart discreet? What are you? What are you doing? You have you have super bright rugs and blankets and tapestry like covering the box that you got in there. It's kind of a moving billboard, so you you are attracting some stares. What are you guys trying to do to alleviate that?
2: Well, they're just draped over the box. Is it okay if I like sit on top of it, like in? Like, is there room for that?
0: Yeah, definitely. So
2: I'll do that. Um, I feel like Hitch and Paddy Log should be guarding it in a discreet way.
4: Yeah, hop on the back of the wagon. And I'm thinking, I'm looking back at the market and I'm thinking, man, I wish we had some sort of distraction to get people to stop looking at us. Something like a fire or something. And right as I think that, a fire erupts. The rugs that we were looking at previously all burst into flames. It's about 60 feet away from us.
2: Attacking small business owners. I feel
1: like Hattie Log would go running over there to help her put him out. I distract him with another beer. Hey, Oh, uh, thanks bro.
4: We'll use that distraction uh, to our advantage. What distraction? Then I think to myself, dang, this is weird. That fire (laughs) started. It was always burning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I
0: love it. Do you? There's this huge bonfire erupts from the the rug stand. Right. That's so I'm clear on that. All right. So a bunch of people go running into the into the market area. They're they're trying to stop the flames. It's definitely a huge panic scene. Um. I want arava to make another perception check for me as he's driving
3: that's a bit better
0: i think that arava notices that there are a couple people on the rooftops that are they seem to be well right now they look like they're looking down at you but it's also hard to tell if they're looking down at you if they're looking down past you towards the fire
3: okay i would like to ready an attack specifically a 30 foot sunbolt for if one of them jumps down towards the wagon
0: can
1: i make a perception check right now
0: yeah
3: go ahead never mind i'm <laughs> focusing
0: on my beer he notices a new oh a new word on the the beer bottle label that he hadn't seen before hadalog actually while you, you you are studying your beer bottle um you take another swig and you notice that um it tastes it tastes sour like didn't taste like that a second ago but it does now
1: ew gross party foul man why'd you give me this shitty beer for
2: What's wrong with your beer, Howdy log
1: Tastes like shit, and I throw it off the side of the cart.
2: Hitch, does your beer smell weird as well?
4: Would that be an investigation check <laughs> on what my beer is like? <laughs>
2: know,
0: take, do, you, do you take another swig of it? You yeah. can
2: smell it. Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! You No! Y'all better get these rolls out before the next big game.
4: Yeah, mine seems fine, I don't know. Isn't this what it always tastes
0: like? Yeah, yours definitely tastes... Uh, there's a sour note to it that wasn't there before. I, I wasn't going to make you roll for it, but it's funny that you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping it'd be a little roll.
2: <laughs> Wait, Hattie do Log, don't drink anymore. Let's take a second here. Hand don't drink drinks. anymore. smell it. Yeah, stop drinking what? if it's not good. It might be bad You're for you. You're literally going to
0: have to grab it out of his hand.
2: Okay, I'm going to grab it out of his hand.
0: Roll sleight of hand and... Uh, Hattie Log, if you're going to try to hold on to it, roll a Dex saving.
2: Pot. Dang it! No. Oh,
0: my god. No.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, Hattie Log not only holds on to the beer, but he actually like succeeds in putting a beer into your hand. <laughs>
2: okay, so I'm going to open it and I'm going to smell
0: it. it smells like beer.
2: No, it's al- al-
0: uh, s- An alcohol scent to it. H- had you tried the beer before? No. Okay. I mean it smells like beer, for sure.
2: Can I do any sort of check on it?
0: Uh yeah, I mean, yeah. What do you want to do? Are you looking for what are you looking for?
2: If it's been poisoned or if magic has been cast on it.
0: Okay, roll first roll and invest if you're looking for poison, roll investigation. I'm waiting for another like three or six. Okay. Um yeah, you're so you're looking at this bottle and you are reasonably beyond reasonably you are very certain that it has not been tampered with even like before you opened it to crack the top it has not been tampered with in any way
2: does that extend to their beers that are sour
0: so yeah we can go ahead and if you're like looking at these then you're looking at the one that you have and i'm i'm kind of like imagining that you know she's crawling over to Hadalog and looking at his beer even as he's like swigging it and then you running over to uh hitch and looking at his like yeah there's nothing there's nothing that you can see that would be uh concerning to you to think that someone had messed with these
1: so it was just the one that i threw off the side of the cart
0: um so if you cracked a new one and swigged it you also noticed that one tastes a little bit sour ugh gross
2: let me see that one,
0: Haddy Lug. I hand her the beer. You see beer. Do you think
4: something's wrong with these beers or something? Why do you keep taking them and looking at them? Beth, why did you get bring shitty beer? Do you think maybe they're magical beers? <laughs> <Let's see who's...
0: laughs> I'm just realizing that this isn't this isn't Fiend that's crawling around looking at these <laughs> beers. It's Beth Jezos like crawling around frantically <laughs> looking at these beers.
4: Exactly. As soon as I say to myself, do you think they're
0: magical beers? <laughs> just like spouts off a spell slot. Yeah, you cast detect magic and like you get immediately you get like this hugely overwhelming presence of this machine that's sitting in the middle of this cart. Um, but as far as like the, the beers go, like they're totally non-magical.
4: Yeah, they seem fine to me. I think they just taste bad. I think it's
0: just a bad beer. Maybe they need a better brewer.
2: You said that it was something coming off of the machine.
0: Well, he cast Detect Magic, right? Which is sort of like a, for everything within 30 feet of him. Specifically, he was looking at the beer, but like that machine is within 30 feet of him. And it's, it is radiating some massive magic.
1: Beth, can you use your candy bars that you talk to, to get some new beer?
2: How do you know, I'm not actually Beth. I don't have those anymore.
1: What are you talking about?
2: I'm Fiend. The person you work with.
4: <laughs> I get a picture of the blank stare.
2: <laughs> um. Okay, I'm sorry, Hattie Log. I ate all the bars. Sorry, I can't talk to anybody else. I <laughs> I think that um, it's just a good idea not to drink this beer, maybe. like Let's wait until we, after we drop off this device and get ready for your show tonight.
1: Probably a good idea. I want to play a good show.
2: You
0: will. So no more beers from now. Okay. Okay. Um. There's four people who approach the cart uh, in a panic as you are like riding away from this fire, this bonfire that's happening in the marketplace, and they're like, "Help! Help! Anything that you can do! There's the whole rug stand is on fire, and we, you know, it looks like you just wow, it looks like you guys just bought a lot of rugs from there. Like, can you do anything? Like, do you have water on here? You can help us put this fire out."
2: I'm sorry we don't have any water. We just have uh, blankets. We've got to deliver them to our friend's auntie. Yeah,
1: we ought to also have to take this soda machine with us too.
2: Uh we got a lot a lot to do. I have a company to run. <laughs> um we, we, we got to
0: go. They're like reaching up into the cart to like like grabbing at you guys trying to figure out if you guys have anything. They're they're clearly in a panic. I'll sign autographs later, guy. We'll be back.
1: Do we have,
4: like, a ton of blankets on us where we could spare and still cover up the box? Yeah, I think so. All right, then I hand him a blanket and say, here, go put this on the fire to try to put it out. And I motion to um, the driver to keep going.
0: Okay, so they, they grab some blankets from you guys and uh, kind of brush up against you while they're doing it. So grab a couple blankets and then they, they, like, say thanks, a quick hurried thanks, and then run away. Uh, like, grabbing other people off the street as they're running, like, you know, help us, like, help us put this fire out, and and just going running.
1: So those blankets still have that liquid on there, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. If, if those were the ones that you guys sprayed. Is that liquid flammable? I guess we'll find I'm out. I'm going to urge
3: the horses forward <laughs> <Drive> faster <that. laughs> before we find out. <laughs>
0: yeah, you urge the horses forward, you start to move at a faster clip, Rava, please make another perception check for me. It's hard It's hard to tell. The, you definitely know, like, you, you've been keeping an eye on these figures on the rooftops. Um, and it's a little hard to tell, but you're pretty sure that there are more of them and not on the same rooftop. It looks as though the people that you're keeping an eye on may or may not be signaling to people somewhere else on the same level
3: as them. As tempted as I am to ask if they have uh, pendants with triangles and stuff, I'm not going to. Just gonna go faster. You guys continue on faster. Um, there's a, a
0: group of uh, lawkeepers, lawmen, who come running by at this like around the time that you guys um, start urging the carts faster, and uh, one of them actually jumps up onto the the cart and he's like, "We need to commandeer this. We need this to get water, <clears throat> water to the bonfire." Oh, this
4: isn't this isn't a water wagon. You can't just put water in it; it'll fall out the bottom.
0: We've got we've got uh, tanks filled up and ready to go. We just need to get the we need to get carts over there. We we don't have as many as we thought we did, and the fire. I don't know what a fantasy version of department would be, but the fire group is out. They have de- deployed all of their carts, their water carts, and so we got to get tanks on this one. We're commandeering this.
4: Well, as you can see, it's it's uh, being occupied. Maybe. Beth has other wagons you can let him borrow. All the ones returning from the Ramazon ride thing. Uh.
2: Yeah, we have more carts uh, just right around the corner. My people would love to help you guys out. Um, go ahead and uh, just go around the corner.
0: You mean the corner that I just came
2: around? No, the other one that way.
0: Oh, oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Beth Jezos.
2: There's Hey, man, there's a, a, a Ramazan Ryan on every corner. <laughs> Tell him Beth sent you. Uh, why does it
1: feel
0: like we're the only wagon in town? Okay, uh, Arava, you, I had a you have an attack ready, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, okay, there are three people jumping off of the roof towards your cart around the same time that this law keeper is now lunging for the reins. Sunbolt.
3: Well, that's aimed at the the closest person jumping off the roof.
0: Um, yeah, that's going to hit him and go ahead and roll damage on it. What happens to this guy?
3: Basically, as, uh, as he's jumping down, Arava just reaches up with his hand and a beam of condensed light just goes straight through the guy's face and he kind of like half backflips and lands on his head on the pavement.
0: <laughs> the other two guys land on the cart and the lawman now is uh, trying to tackle Arava. Arava, please make a strength save. Excuse me, make a athletics check. So he lunges at you and grabs onto you and then you pretty easily like shrug him off, which sends him roll him also rolling into the back of the cart where Beth and Hadalog and, and uh, Hitch are all riding as these other two guys come crashing down into the box that is covered with Rugs. I guess just real quick, everyone, just roll a d twenty for. It. I know yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and. I'm sorry. Roll initiative for me. So we'll say since Arava went, we'll go to Francesca next. Ophine, what are you doing?
2: I'm going to my short sword.
0: Oh my god. Oh how do you kill shit. this guy? How do you kill him?
2: <laughs> I bust out my short sword and just go straight for his heart. All
0: right. Yeah. You. Um. We'll go ahead and roll the roll the damage on that just so we can see how. Okay, you skewer him through the heart, and his heart comes out whole on the tip of your sword as it goes through, passes through him. It's, what are you doing?
4: So there's a third guy coming off off the roof, is that right?
0: Yeah, he he's on the cart at this point, but yeah.
4: I uh, have my club there with me. I'll just point it at him, and I'll say, freeze! And Frostbite is uh, cast as I yell that he needs to make a save
0: is that right okay highly doubt that an eight saves
4: i think 14 is what it needs
0: you do two cold damage to him which i will say doesn't kill him but he does he does like go pretty rigid and falls over into uh the pile of blankets okay so he's he's fallen prone and now we go to hadalog what are you doing the only person who hasn't done anything at this point is the lawman okay so
1: he did or did
0: not jump into the cart the lawman he, he's yeah he's in the back of the cart right now he i'm gonna
1: be like Bro, you made me swallow my gum. And then I'm going to hit him over the head with my beer bottle.
0: Okay, just roll roll an attack with your strength modifier. No proficiency modifier. You manage to, like, you clock him on the head, but it, it kind of just goes, tink, and, like, bounces back off, and he just kind of rubs his head absentmindedly and then um, starts to get up, and he's going to try to grapple Arava again.
3: Wait, he just stood up? Um, He's, like
0: jumping at you from a prone position
3: i shouldn't uh standing or getting up from prone if i attack remember of opportunity. Right. yeah
0: yes go ahead it'd be an attack of opportunity for both of us right for like everybody actually
3: <laughs> uh yeah actually
0: yeah that's a really good point if everyone wants to just like oh my gosh, oh my Arava, had a log and fiend go ahead and roll damage. Wow. Ouch. Your cart briefly turns into the Tasmanian Devil Death Cloud. <laughs> out of which the lawman is thrown violently from spilling blood in great cascading arcs as he lands and crumples on the ground um, and a group of other lawmen come out and grab him and drag him to safety while a couple others start to then chase you on foot but you are gaining distance on them.
3: I don't know if it matters after all of that, but that five bludgeoning would be non-lethal. <laughs> yeah,
0: unless everyone else did non-lethal. You all did enough damage to kill him. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a bloody pulp.
4: <laughs> One more, or is that all of them done?
0: You have the mostly unconscious um, dude who jumped from the roof. He's, like, frozen. Um, so he's starting to... I guess it'll be his turn right now. Um, he's gonna try to get up and grab uh, a blanket. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's getting up. But here's the fun part. You guys used your reaction already. Okay, yeah, he's going to stand up and he grabs the rugs uh, that are covering the box. And then he's going to grab one and he's going to rip it off and he's going to lose his footing and he's going to fall off of the cart. Um, And he, doesn't, he does not move after he falls down. And your cart speeds away. So you are now running at a... Or, excuse me. You are riding this cart at a gallop, a full gallop um catching the attention of a lot of people uh, r- r- who's sitting near the back of the cart
2: Hitch and uh, h- Hadalog uh
0: both of you guys make dexterity saving throws for me oh and I'm sorry real quick Arava you with your 13 perception um you you still see there are some figures that are uh, still kind of skating along on the rooftops around you uh, but they at this point they don't look like they're ready to jump onto the cart and okay so Hitch and Hadalog h squared if you will you guys uh, are able to catch a few rugs and tapestries as they go to fly off uh there's there's one that makes it to the ground um and then you you like there's you know as you're going, you see a, a couple people kind of run out into the street and look at it and pick it up and so you're like you're slowly losing these tapestries. you granted you were able to catch a bunch of them, but now the the box is mostly uncovered.
4: I'm put the ones that I did catch back on and try to secure them better
0: okay, you round uh the final corner. In your long and arduous journey to Hank's Yankin Storage Services. Uh, And you can see the, um, like, the the fence that, like, as you guys have been riding this cart, um, the houses and, like, kind of social district of the city kind of has been slowly falling away into more, like, now you're passing through, like, brewery areas, like, uh, where, you know, people got big brewing tanks and um, there's some like lumber yards and, and very industrial kind of complexes. There's people who are forging mining equipment. Um, this is definitely like where work happens, right? And so you round this corner around a, um, a farrier, and then uh, and you can see the the fencing that it denotes the uh, the storage area. That you you guys are all aware of that place. Like you've probably been there more than once. <coughs> Um, as you begin to ride towards it, Arava, make another perception check for me. Um, you have lost track of these these people running along the fence line. You're fairly certain that the that they've they've probably stopped following you. okay you you're not seeing any signs of them uh, around in this area. and part of that could be because there's not a lot of tall buildings at, at this point and you've passed by some like some areas that had some very open spots. and so you probably lost them sometime back. Um, like when you passed by a couple lumber yards, um, they, they had to go around the long way. And then, you know, you're able to kind of get around. So if they're following you, they may be here soon. Um, but, yeah, you definitely with that, like you're able to deduce that that's probably what happened. So um, there's a crowd of people around the gate entrance to the storage area. Um, and they all kind of crowd around. And um, there's a bunch of people who, who uh, like they. Oh, wow. Like, wow what beautiful tapestries you've got here wow are you selling these is this what wow do you have more of these in storage and then there's one guy who's like my grandma's got one of those and there's some other people who are like oh, are those those people from the marketplace that sell those or do you work for them and then there's one guy's like so sad what's happened to the stand lately and all of these people are are kind of like grabbing at the rugs and and looking at things and sort of tearing them slowly off of the box that you've got there news travels fast well, I've seen the the smoke in the distance, and it's definitely denotative of a fire, and rugs are very flammable, my friend.
3: That kind of smoke is only produced by a specific hollow on silk.
2: <laughs> We're using silk to make rugs now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Only the finest soaks for my pretty feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These rugs will be uh, available on uh, you know Amazon rhyme later if you wanna purchase them, and we'll deliver them to you same day. Uh, but for now we gotta we gotta put them in our inventory, so.
0: Pause off, man. Everybody who's sitting on a rug or near a rug make a dexterity saving throw as a bunch of people try to like grab them and run. Dang you guys! Look at this you're coming through. Got all yeah, the battle out of the way. You're able to, <laughs> you're able to stop these people from grabbing rugs and running. Um, and you roll up to the gate. The crowd parts enough for you to get up to the gate. And uh Aravis, you're looking at just like a human dude at the gate, and and he looks at you, and he sees like he's like. Uh lizards. And he goes, Oh, excuse me. Uh what's do you have the do you have the gate code? Do you have the gate code?
2: Oh wait, we didn't we weren't given a code. We're giving it a room number.
0: Mm, that's what I hear that a lot. Do you have a code? Did Red Robes give us a code? I didn't type it, but I did tell you something. I, I'm not I'm not gonna leave you guys I will tell you if
3: you can't figure it out on your
0: own. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave you hanging.
3: I remember you saying remember set and then it cut out. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Did it?
1: We made a joke about it. And then oh you were like, "I'll tape
0: it." Oh
4: Go back and review the audio.
0: Oh, oh so now they, I have a dumb. The code. Pull is the
1: tape back. Set. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now I feel like a jerk. I didn't I guess I didn't pick that yeah. He, he basically he leaned out the door and told you guys to remember the number seven. <laughs> so if uh, you just say Did you just word. cut out
1: again or is that <laughs> just with <happened> <laughs> the
0: Are you serious? Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no. You
2: just did it like on purpose, I swear. It <laughs> 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 exactly the same.
0: Said remember the number seven.
4: Seven. The gate code is seven. <laughs> one single digit. We tell him
0: seven. Seven. He goes, well, good job. And then he opens the gate and he's like, god damn lizards. Don't get me started on Goliaths, man. I knew this one guy, Marcus Hemlock. Yeah, yeah you he don't have to start. That's all right. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, you roll into the storage area with all... The places where are you going room 64 you go to room 64 remove the rug in the center of the there's a dial uh underneath the rug it looks like a like to a locker right um and it's got numbers one through a hundred if someone tries seven yeah yeah you, you you twist the dial to seven and it unlocks and um, a little like staircase, not little, it's a pretty big staircase, opens up and you it leads down into like a big, a bigger storage area hidden underneath. Howdy Log,
4: you think you could carry this box down okay?
1: Uh, yeah, I can totally handle that, bro. All right, just be
4: careful. We'll walk downstairs. Well, do. I don't care what people say about you. You're all
0: right. Let's go downstairs.
1: I totally feel like he needs to make a dexterity saving throw to see if he trips going down those stairs.
0: I want you to make a strength saving throw. Wait, how much can you carry?
1: I have powerful build, so I can carry twice my weight um, without encumbrance, which would be 640 pounds.
0: Good God. Beefy boy. All right. um, (laughs) Yeah, you're able to carry that. I I don't even think I'm going to make you roll that strength save. Uh, I see you already did, but we we won't count it. So go ahead and make a deck save as you walk down the stairs. Oh, make
1: me. Is anyone assisting hole. him?
2: Nah, I think he's got it. I like how nobody helps.
0: Yeah, you've got it, I'm sure. You stumble a little bit and the top of the box falls off and shatters into fifty two different pieces. Uh but you're able to hold keep holding the machine. There's a pedestal that looks like where this thing is supposed to be put. Yeah, I just set her down right there. Yeah, you, you set it down and then uh and then from down from up the stairs comes walking Yank and Hank and his buddy Kitch. What's up bro? Money please.
2: Um, hey guys, we've delivered your machine as requested. All safe and sound here.
4: So I think it's just a matter of payment and then we'll uh, be on our way. I'm sure you guys got busy things to do.
0: Um, they're, they're walking around the machine, uh, looking at it and tightening it down and like strapping it to this pedestal. And they're not paying you guys like hardly any attention. Um, with a thirteen insight, you see, I mean, it's pretty clear that like they don't seem to think you are of consequence at all. They're not. They're really like not paying attention to you guys.
2: Are we all done here? Is there something else you need from us?
0: Um, yeah, they they just continue walking around um, the pedestal, looking at this the machine, and, and like making it. Just, they're taking out little instruments and like inserting it and and cranking it down and. Uh, flipping, like, little switches on it and pulling levers. And, and, like, this thing is starting to expand a little bit. Uh, like, it's been pretty dense in there.
2: How log, Do you, you want to ask them why they're not paying us?
1: Hey, man, totally not cool. Are you going to give us that money?
0: Um, finally, uh, Yank and Hank, like, stands up and, and looks at... He, like, faces you guys. And he's like, oh, right. Payment. Sorry. it's It's been a, been a long day, as you can imagine, dealing with my... my my mortal business enemy as it were speaking of nice uh, nice jezos you got going on there fiend I'm very impressed wait what
2: you know um, is there something else what are you guys <laughs> working on now what are you doing
0: I'm just trying to make sure that the machine is in working order for tonight
2: what's happening tonight
0: I mean isn't it obvious yeah they're coming to my concert of course. Of course, yes. The concert, right. Should get you prepared
4: for that. Don't you want to test out this machine?
0: Oh, I'm testing it right now. In fact, I've been testing it since you took it away from here, from the from the tavern.
2: What's it doing?
1: So is this where my danger sense kicks in?
0: I think so. Um, you guys are all getting an I don't think I have to tell you that you're all getting an uneasy feeling. I also want you all to make constitution saving throws for me. Catalog, Hitch, and Fiend. Um, you guys, uh, suddenly feel a really horrible tingle in your throat and you start coughing. Sorry. Okay. So you guys, you guys start coughing. Arava, you don't really feel any different. And Hitch and Hadalog specifically, you guys start noticing that there's a taste in your mouth. That's very similar to, um, what you were tasting when you were drinking that beer. But like, it's, it's sitting in your mouth now rather than only when you've got something going through it. Bad aftertaste. Do
2: I also have that taste, but I don't associate it to the beer?
0: You now have that taste, and you did not drink any beer. So, would I sense
1: danger or not at this point?
0: It depends on what you want to define as danger. Like you know that something's wrong with you now. Yank and Hank uh, nods at at Kitch, and he says, "Uh, go, go and do your thing now, my master." And Kitch nods and runs out of the room, like sweeping his robe. And Yank and Hank looks at the rest of you, and <laughs> not so fast, Arava. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
2: Wait, can I pull out my whip and whip and see if I can grab his ankle and make him stop from leaving?
0: Are you absolutely sure you want to do that?
2: I guess not. Do it.
3: Do it.
2: I just say do it, man. It's a one shot. I just really want an Indiana Jones
3: moment. Go for it. No reason not to.
1: Yeah, there really is no reason not to. Okay,
2: I'm going to do
3: that.
0: I am sorry, but you crack the whip at him. He continues to run by and as the whip snaps, he looks back at you and he just goes (laughs) and runs up the stairs and like just runs away.
1: Yeah, I would say that sound of that whip cracking would mean that uh, probably initiative's going to need to be rolled here because that would set uh, Hattie Log off.
0: Okay, well then in that case. All right. Oh, that's bad. It's definitely not good. He's going to run up there and then he's going to pull a crossbow out from his cloak and he's going to aim it at what Chris Hadalog he's going to aim at Hadalog. Um so he's going to do 10 damage to you Hadalog. Yank and Hank lowers the crossbow and he says um he's looking at you at you guys and he's like you've done all the hard work for me. Thank you so much. This machine will be most effective and we'll move We'll move to Arava's turn. All right, so Arava runs up to him and bites him. Um, and your your mouth goes around his one of his arms. And it your teeth close on um, something hard, but it's, like, too small. His arm is too small to be, like, clad in armor.
3: Okay. Um, we're going to use a key point to use flurry of blows to get two more unarmed strikes. And since piercing doesn't seem to be working as well, I will not make them bites. I will uh, go with a punch and a tail slap. That's a natural 20.
0: Okay, so you do six, hit him for six damage. Um, And like you feel a solid like clunk as you're hitting him with your tail. All right, fake Beth Jezos.
2: Use my whip and go for his feet, try and knock him off his feet.
0: I'm sorry, you do not connect, or maybe you connect, but your whip doesn't um, doesn't wrap properly, and so it comes back to you. Is that all you want to do, or do you want to talk to him?
2: Yeah, I want to know what he's doing. What is this machine doing?
0: Well, it's activating the phage, of course.
2: What's the phage?
0: Uh, he he smiles at that and briefly brings out and flips a little tiny vial with some white liquid in it, and like tosses it towards you.
2: Do I catch it?
0: Make. Uh, Dex, saving throw. Okay, yeah, you catch you catch it. This is, um, well, we're going to move to the next turn because this is like definitely takes way longer than six seconds t- <laughs> to do everything that just happened. Um, but uh, we will visit that in a moment. It is now Hadalog's turn.
1: All right, so then I'll rage because he shot me in the shoulder.
0: We move to Hitch's turn. Okay,
4: so Hitch is looking at this scene that goes down and he, uh, yeah. Remembers those rugs from earlier and how they all went up in flame because they're all covered in that in that uh, Spray that we sprayed on everything including the machine and including us and he's getting he's gonna create another bonfire Right on top of the machine not on person
0: Interesting yeah the machine catches fire I will say make a perception check as well with this. Um, okay, yeah, you, you so you light the bonfire and you see that um, Yankee and Hank, his eyes get a little bit wide as this kind of goes up in flames. Um, and he looks at, he looks between that and he looks over at you. Then we move back to Yank and Hank. Um, he's going to pull out his greatsword and he's going to attack Hadalog. Does a 17 hit? Negatory. How about an 18? Negatory. And how about a 24? Yes, sir. So he swipes. Three times at Hadalog. he misses the first time, the second time. Um, I think it's cool if Hadalog actually like swats it away in his rage, and then the third time he connects um, and does 12 slashing damage. Um, although it's really still is kind of like a glancing blow, and and it's only only sort of skin. It's like you're not quite bleeding yet. I don't I don't think. Uh, and he's not going to move, but he's going to look at Fien Fien as Jeff Bezos Beth Jezos excuse me Don't sue me Jeff Bezos <laughs> And he's he's going to laugh and say um, That's that Potion the protective potion. Yes. I I bet you sense the protective spell in there Don't you That's to keep the phage inactive now with this machine after it's spread out over everywhere we will activate it and we'll move to a rava's turn so i mean you've had people jumping on your cart and you've thrown people off of the cart and everybody's touched you and grabbed the blankets that you sprayed it on
3: and took them throughout the city
1: you made my fans the spreaders of this shit
3: and it's a Ravistern. okay so that fire is only five foot so i'm assuming it's on the back square of this thing
0: uh, well, I was gonna say it takes up the whole pedestal, but I think that's too
3: big. Is there a part of that object that's not on fire?
0: I don't know, Randy. Is it the whole thing engulfed, or or is it like just at the top, or kind of like the verticals, not vertical surface horizontal surfaces, or something like that?
4: Yeah, well, I mean the flames of five foot cubes. I I don't know the object's a small horse. It probably fits within a five foot cube. So I'm thinking the whole object is just engulfed in flames. That's what I'm thinking,
3: but... I will step back to there. Use Sunbolt on the machine.
0: He is going to take an attack of opportunity.
3: Well, then, yeah, I'll just... I'll just stand there and Sunbolt it. I don't... Do I need an attack roll on a, an inanimate object?
0: So I think that you, you you go to cast Sunbolt and, like, uh, as a piece of flair, I guess, like, it's it comes out of your hands a little bit on the weaker side. Maybe you're shying back from the heat. Oh, no, you're a lizard. You like heat. Yeah, let's, I, I just, I think, like, the beam is a little bit weaker than you would normally think, and it actually, like, gets lost in the light of the flame,
3: and therefore... I'll burn a, uh a key point to make a second attack with it then.
0: Um, I think that you feel the fire get a little bit hotter. That's something. Okay. Um, that's it.
1: I'm gonna grapple him because my goal is to throw him in the fire.
0: So you're gonna grapple him and try to throw him in the fire? Um, roll athletics? I think when you're raging, you make strength checks with advantage, right? That's what I thought. Wait, did we, we skipped Did we skip Francesca? Beth Jezos. Yeah.
2: So he's still alive near the fire slash machine. And I have this vial of the stuff that makes people sick. Correct. Can I throw it at him? Or is that like my whole move?
0: You could make um, just roll roll with uh, D20 with your dexterity modifier. Um, all right. Well, that connects okay. with him. So uh, go ahead and roll a D6 for damage you hit him with the little potion vial and it splatters all over him and he comes out of it where do you hit him like in on his body where do you hit him with it
2: on his face forehead
0: okay okay
2: and as i throw it i say if this town is going under so are you
0: he like uh doubles over for a second when you hit him with this thing that splatters everywhere and when he, like, straightens himself back up and he looks at you, he's got a hand up to his face and he wipes it away. He's got one eye, right? Like, one human eye. And on his other eye is a very brightly green eye. It is just, like, piercingly bright.
2: Like, he's always had that piercingly green <laughs> eye?
0: No, like, you've you've torn something off of his face and now there's something underneath where his his eye used to be. Like the, Like the Terminator is what I'm picturing. Like, exactly, exactly like the Terminator.
3: Would you say it's about the the shade you would expect to see on a set of Greaves?
0: That's a good question, and I would say that is very correct. (laughs) Uh, Right after that is when Hadalog tries to wrestle him and nothing happens. Uh, They come to a stalemate, and now we go to Randy's turn. Why can I never remember your guy's name? It's Hitch. It's literally one letter away from being the same name as the other guy
2: bitch or um
0: <laughs> hitch and
4: kitch what would do <laughs> hitch it's me
0: kitch you son of a bitch <laughs>
4: alright well I'm gonna move um just a step to the to the side and try to throw these flames that are burning at him but um cast scorching ray on him should I click on it three times cause I'm, a, I'm sending all three at the same guy
0: yeah, so those those last two definitely connect with him. Successfully set his robes on fire. Um and they sort of go up pretty quickly. Um, I think Arava is probably loving all this heat <laughs> going on in this room. And on that note, we go to his turn. Um he's going to look at Arava and he's going to clap his hands together. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Also, Hadalog needs to make a constitution. Wow! That's my high stat. Five damage? Five thunder damage? Um, as a, a, a loud thunderclap splits the room, uh, it's very, very loud. And we'll
3: move to Arava's turn. I'm going to attempt to bite him. And then I will flurry and bite him two more times. But ne- never mind at all. All right, we move to Fiend. Fiend
2: two weapon
3: fighting. So you're going to roll the whip and the long sword.
2: Okay.
0: That whip definitely connects. The short sword, however, does not. Yeah, so we'll just we'll take that last one. And I, I'm going to say you do 14 damage to him because I'm just going to give you a straight double damage on that. He looks up at you as this fire like burns off all of his robes, and you guys are facing a very large Warforged man. I'll go back to Kitch's turn. Excuse me. The Warforged man. Um, Hank <laughs> and Hank. He's going to look at Arava. Ah, well, that one definitely hits. So that's going to do, I guess, 19 slashing damage to you. Where can
3: I get a champion (laughs) greatsword?
0: And then he's going to laugh maniacally. Oh, Also, I want you all to make a, just real quick, as like an off turn thing. Everyone make perception checks. Three crits in a row. Yeah, well, I will say that pretty much everybody, (laughs) except for fake Beth Jezos, (laughs) You guys all see that there's a a really big um, crack forming in the roof of this place um, and has been forming ever since he clapped his hands together and caused that very loud noise.
2: Would bringing down the roof, Asa, um, destroy the machine?
0: What a great question, Francesca. I'm glad that you asked that question.
3: That doesn't mean he'll answer it, though.
0: There's only one way to find out. We're going to move to... um, Well, he's going to laugh and... and, uh, and look at all of you guys as he's just taking a big swipe at Arava, and he's like, The will of the Shrike is upon
3: you. And it's Arava's turn. Goodbye. <laughs> and yeah, that that's it. I, I run away.
0: Howdy dog, it's your turn. I'm going to try to
1: grapple this guy again and throw him in the fire.
0: Yeah, tw- I mean, yeah, tw- 12 still beats 11, so yeah, you're good. You win. You have grappled so him. So I throw him in the fire. So you do seven damage to him as Hadalog picks him up. You just kind of go, yeah, yeah. <coughs> <and> attack him <laughs> with yeah, the sword. Yeah. You hit him with the short sword. <laughs> Hadalog throws him into the fire, and now I need everybody in this room to make a dexterity saving throw.
1: Um. So danger sense. Do I get advantage on that?
0: Yes, you do.
1: Okay. It doesn't matter. Fuck everything. So did he take damage from the fire or no? Or-
0: the room erupts in fire and everyone is going to take 62 damage as the machine explodes. Catalog, you pick up the big warforged man and you throw him into the inferno on the pedestal. There's a loud clunking sound as the metal plates of the warforged collide with the metal device inside of the flames. The whole room explodes violently, sending you all flying in different directions and it brings the roof down, collapsing on top of you. Arava, you are thrown up the steps, where you roll to a stop just behind the bunched up rug in the room above. Flames continue to crackle as the heavy sounds of shifting stone permeate the early evening air. The sounds of stone grinding on stone subtly turn into metal rasping over stone. Then, heavy footfalls alongside a soft hiss of robotic joints. You hear the voice of the Warforged, and he says,
3: I'm I'm sorry, Master. The machine was destroyed. Did it work?
0: And then another voice speaks up, one you only vaguely recognize. It did its job. The phage is active, and soon we'll have the results we're looking for. You did really good work here, Grieve. This uh, this group here spread the phage so quickly. Was it your idea with the blankets? And as they continue to talk, their footsteps fade. And Arava, your eyes open. You spend a few futile moments attempting to dig your friends from the rubble. Hadalog stirs a bit, as though, even while unconscious, his rage fuels him. Fien has returned to her previous elven self, no longer resembling Beth Jezos. Hitch is almost entirely buried. Only one hand is reaching out of the rubble towards you. Arava, you sprint into town, searching for help. Uh, and you note a sour taste coming into your mouth as you run and you find yourself thirsty. Your held breath becomes pained in your chest, and in the distance you can hear people coughing, retching, screaming. You round a corner to the markets, and you find hundreds of bodies littering the streets, covered in black and oozing boils. Scattered around them are the blankets that were either taken from or handed out from your cart. Finally, you find help in a noblewoman. She sees your panicked state and not immediately seeing a sickness in you, she rallies nearby citizens to help you get your friends free of the rubble. In the coming weeks, you would become guests within her home, sheltered from the world outside and given privileged care only afforded to the nobility. When Ebenharth's soldiers finally arrived in the city, the four of you seemed to be past the worst of your sickness. It seemed like it would be just a standard guardsman contingent to help alleviate the sick population. There was a week of trying really hard to contain the sickness, and as more and more soldiers fell sick from the disease, the ports were completely shut down. Thankfully, no ships left dock with the sickness aboard. The whole city went into complete quarantine. But as leadership in Ebenharth would have it, this sickness was to be eradicated completely. Gauntlet, the warforged Jarl of Ebenharth, orders the culling of the entire city of Masters Point. When your new noblewoman patron resisted the orders, you fought for her. Putting yourself into harm's way regardless of the paycheck was something you were not unfamiliar with. When her husband was killed, You wept with her. Her grief overwhelmed everyone. When she rallied her people and pushed out the occupation and began a revolution, you fought for her. She was not demanding, yet she commanded respect. You all said it to each other again and again, trust your gut. Well, your gut told you to trust her, to fight for her. To march with her. Stand with her. Protect her. Raylene Kawahara. The Jarl of Masters Point.
2: Wow. This is timely. Were you waiting for this?
0: I've had this in my back pocket for a while, wanting to run... (laughs) A um the infection of Masters Point for a while, because that's been a, a big sticking point for that particular city. Um and I thought, you know what, what better time to do that than <laughs> when we're all in quarantine for
2: that <laughs> disease. Rally. Asa,
3: I would, like, Asa, to I would like to point out that, out that even though that I've only taken I've only two one shots, one shots. I've now been responsible, now been responsible for the responsible bad thing, happening, bad thing three happening three times. Three times.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I will I will give you that this the second time at the very least, um, wasn't entirely your fault. You had you wouldn't have known. Anyway, it's like midnight, y'all. So oh, thank you for sticking with me. I'm sorry that uh combat ran so long. I hadn't really intended for that to go like that. It's mostly you, the fault of our roles I
3: think. But...